0: Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am your host, author, speaker, Denise M. Walker. I am the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. Here at Hope in Christ, we continue to maintain healthy uh, relationships with Christ. We're overcomers, we have purpose, and we maintain our eternal perspective. Let's open with a word of prayer and we'll begin today's show. Father, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you, Lord God, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray and ask, Lord God, for your revelation, your truth, your knowledge, oh God, that the world might be saved, God. That those that don't know you might know you, Father, through this broadcast, God. We thank you for the devotional today on preaching in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to today's show We have a new devotional that we'll be discussing today And we have been in a study of different words That are found in the New Testament um, Words that are very profound Very um, needed in our lives And it is inspired by um, a nice little um inspirational daily word thing that I found at Lifeway. And it's called Sparkling Gems from the Greek. And it's over 300 word studies where I get to read a word daily. And when I read certain words and their definitions and the little inspiration that goes with it, I am more and more inspired with some of the words to just go and dig into the scriptures. And so today's word was the word preach. Um, Curso is um, the way you say it, I believe. And so it means to proclaim, to declare, to announce, or herald a message. Again, preach or curso, curso. And it means to proclaim, declare, announce, or herald a message. So we're going to focus in on um, the words proclaim and declare. And so the inspiration for this word comes from Mark 16 and 15. And it says, go ye into the world, to all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature, to every creature. And the inspirational, um, Quote or paragraph Or passage that is here It says although you may never stand before A public uh, pulpit To preach it is a Fact that your life is Your most important pulpit What you say and do In your life reflects on The Lord Jesus Christ And it is absolutely essential That you spend time In the presence of the Lord so that You can hear his word and capture His heart so even though we may not be pulpit preachers, um, even though we may not be in a pulpit, we are still ministers. Our life our, our life is a ministry. What people see and then the words that God gives us to proclaim to others. And so again, our key words here are proclaim and declare. And it, um, both of those are synonyms for preach preaching the gospel. And so we start with Mark 16, of course. um, It says um, in Mark 16, in the New King James Version, the subtitle is, He is Risen. So it says, now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Solomon bought spices, that they might come and anoint him. And talking about Jesus. Very early in the morning on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. And they said among themselves, who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe sitting on the right side. And they were alarmed. But he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Verse 9. Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him. And they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. Verse 12. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country. And they went and told it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And then the last part here, it says, So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. And this was uh, Mark chapter number 16. Mark chapter number 16. So let's talk about it. Let's... um, dive into it. So I read it so that we could really see knowing those that had walked with Christ they had walked with Christ they had witnessed miracles Mary Magdalene he cast out seven demons from her and all the other um, disciples at first they did not believe so he rebuked them he rebuked them because of their unbelief and then he gave them the commission And gave them the commission after they had seen and they knew that this is God in the flesh. He did what he said he would do. He was the only one that could raise up again with all power in his hand. And then, and he said, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and they drink and if they drink any deadly, anything deadly, it will no means hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover and so the word that we are focusing in on is preaching, is preaching to proclaim, to declare, to announce. That Jesus Christ is Lord and He is the only true and living God. And so that is the um the main one of the main scriptures of why we preach. We preach because He commanded us to. We are to minister because He commanded us to. All too often we get involved in we have to be in the pulpit. But when we're speaking to others. All over the world, wherever we are, in the grocery store, wherever we are, we are ministering to someone. We are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so they um, go on in other scriptures that I've studied and I looked at. um, They go on to share... Um, the other reasons why? Because we are witnesses. We witnessed. They witnessed. They were eyewitnesses to Jesus. He had walked with them. He had talked with them. He had taught them. He had done all these things in their presence. And then he, they saw him be crucified. They saw him down the cross. And they saw him yet again when he rose up. From the dead, and so that is the pro- proclaiming and declaring and announcing to the world that there is only one God, and Jesus Christ is Lord of all. And so that is the um, I love this particular word preach, preach because it doesn't say preach doesn't mean in, in the um, the Greek or, or when you look deeply at it, it doesn't mean that you need to have a church, a church building, it says go ye jesus said it in this particular scripture in the scripture he said he said it to them it was the great commission go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature Go into all the world, not just the church building. The church building is not the church. It's not the church. The church is in us. He said, the signs will follow you because you're going to cast them out in my name because I'm the one with the power. And so he said it. He said, go into all the world and preach. Preach and preach. Let's look at a couple more scriptures. Then I found um in in um Acts chapter number 10. In Acts chapter number 10, um starting at verse 34. Um Peter is preaching. Apostle Peter is preaching to the household of Cornelius and it says and Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for god was with him and we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the jews and in jerusalem whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he, who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead? So we are commissioned to preach, to c- proclaim, to declare um, what Apostle Peter them had witnessed for themselves. What we have witnessed. We might not have witnessed the crucifixion. We might not have w- witnessed um, him. Um, Appearing after he rose from the dead, but we surely have witnessed the miracle of our own salvation And so he's saying here um, He commanded us to preach to the people and testify that he that it is he who was ordained by God to judge the living and the dead So he's saying and I know here um, Interchangeably using God and and, in Christ but the word God is um, meaning, you know, the deity, the one who, um, um, deity or um, the one who is, you know, creator or ruler. And so we're talking interchangeably about Christ and saying we're commanded to preach And to testify what we've seen. So when we're preaching. We're we're proclaiming. We're declaring what he's done in our lives. What we've seen him do. What we've witnessed for ourselves. Not just in the word of God. But in our own lives. And so that is another scripture that I found um, very awesome. In the book of Acts 10. 34 through uh, 42. And then there is Romans Ten, Romans 10. In um, Romans 10, 9 through 15, um, goes on to talk to us about preaching, what the Bible says about preaching, preaching, proclaiming, declaring, announcing, or having a message. So in uh, Romans 10, 9 through 15, the word of God says, That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It doesn't say you might be saved, it doesn't say you could be saved, it says you will be saved. But with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, Confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now that tells us about calling upon the Lord, no coming to know him, walking in relationship with him, um coming To know who Christ is. But then the next part is what gets into the preaching part. And the word of God says in verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Um, and again, that's verse 9 through um, 14. 9 through 14 and then verse um, 9 through 15. And then verse 16 says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. So he goes on to talk about, you know, those that haven't obey but the part i wanted to focus on is it says how shall they know how shall they know how shall they hear without a preacher so they won't be able to proclaim and believe in their heart and um and and know Christ for themselves except someone presents them presents him to them. And so that scripture is very important in Romans 10 because it says, How then shall they call on him? How should they believe if they haven't heard? And so it is very imperative that we minister the gospel of truth to the world. And we can't do that staying inside of a church building. We can't do that the word does not say to stay inside the church building the word says proclaim declare that means and jesus said in, in the other verse we read to go into all the world all the world and so we have to get better as a as a church of jesus christ to get out into the community and and begin to share our testimonies begin to share what um god has done in our lives so that people might be saved. We have to let go of our programs and, and all of the, the, you know, to do it this way and do it that way. Um, things that we have and begin to just go out into the byway the, the, the highways and byways and and proclaim those to know Christ. Amen. And then we have a few more scriptures that we want to talk about here. Um that still talk about preaching, preaching, preaching. Again, Matthew um Matthew four and seventeen simply says From that time Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So Jesus said he He even demonstrated what should be done in the earth he was He was the one who demonstrated for us. He said, "Preach, repenting," he said to them, "Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand." So he called for repentance, turning away from sin, turning away from the, um the lifestyles that we choose to live and 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 turning to him for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, and so we, we, and this tells me, this particular verse tells me that Christ is not telling us to preach. You're going to get a house, you're going to get a car, you're going to get all this money. But what to fulfill, fill the soul of man, to heal the, the soul and transform the mind of man is what Christ has called for um, in these times and, and even um, during his time. Um, it wasn't important to be preaching to someone that they were going to get a house and a car and all these other things, but what they, their heart and their soul, they had to get their soul right, their heart right with God. And so that's what we need to be doing. Another scripture that I found, um, that stood out to me again was, um, Romans 1 and 15, and it says, So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. And so Apostle Paul is saying he's eager. He has to, that means you got to be about God's business. We have to be about God's business, not about the business of of what we want um, and chasing after things and and, and people. But he said he was eager to preach the gospel to come and, and do what God had commissioned him to do. And then um, in Romans 1 and 16, Apostle, Apostle Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation for everyone, not some people, but everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm coming to preach the gospel to you. Proclaim the gospel, he said, because it's the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. It is the power of God. It is the transforming power of God. When we um, go and proclaim and declare, we cannot water down God. We cannot have made and created and designed this demigod that is not the true and living God because the true and living God has all power in his hand. When I hear people say, well, you know, God knows this and God knows that. I, I, I have to say that, I saw God transform my life. I saw God, but it it was a surrender. It was a surrender. So when we're ministering, we're proclaiming and declaring to people about Christ, we have to also proclaim and declare that the surrender has to come. We have to surrender our wills for his will because he has the power to transform us into what he originally designed and what he wanted for us to be, which was um, for us to worship him in spirit and in truth, for us to walk upright in him and live, move, and have our being in him and not wanting to, to live our lives the way we want to live it. And he's called us to righteousness, and he has the power to transform us from stinking thinking, he has the power to, to draw us out of sin. He said, Take my yoke. But when he's saying, Take my yoke, and that's just a whole different scripture, when we're preaching and declaring, Jesus said, Take my yoke, take my yoke, and learn of me, for my yoke is easy. So, but when he uses a verb, he says, Take. He says, take. So when we're ministering to people, we're, it, it's not just passive and, and, and Jesus doing all the work. Jesus said, take my yoke. He said, take my yoke and learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. In order for us to take the yoke of Christ, we got to put something else down. If we're taking what he's he's offering with his power and his authority to transform our lives, we have to release something else. We have to release sin. We have to release all of this other stuff that is keeping us from taking his yoke. And he said, my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy because the yoke, and I've spoken about this so many times, but God gave me such a revelation about his yoke. His yoke is to keep me in the right direction. The yoke of sin, the yoke of the enemy is to keep me away from God and honoring God with my life and living my life for Christ. I just want to stop for a moment and just share. Um, as I was sharing with someone else, and it's and it's interesting that this word came up—the word "preach" to proclaim and declare. Um, I have, for many years of my life, been very, very um, quiet. I don't, you know, talk much, and um, and and I don't, you know, I try to stay to myself a lot. But more and more, um, even I will be. By the time, um, the next time the next broadcast is shared, I will be um, an ordained minister. And so, can I just be honest? I have been so nervous about that, but it's nothing to be nervous about. If I love the Lord and I know that he has transformed my life, and I know he has, I couldn't have done it on my own. I could not have stopped doing all of the things that were contrary to God's will on my own. I had, with the power of Christ, I was able to lay down my will. And He transformed my life. I have never been the same. And I don't want to go back. It is the sweetest, the sweetest name I know. I've been through so much just, and a lot of people have. And But I chose Christ. I wanted Christ and get it. I said, I chose Christ because Christ is not going to force a relationship because that's not true love. And so I have been nervous about becoming a minister, but the truth of the matter is I've been ministering, sharing my, my testimony with other people. For many years. And that's what he has called us to do. And not only that. But to live a life. That preaches to others. That proclaims and declares. That Jesus Christ is Lord of our lives. But we can't get to that place. I couldn't get to that place. Until I dethroned Denise. Until I dethroned Denise. That means that Denise was no longer on the throne of of my heart. And that Christ is the is on the throne. Now, are there times that I, we're, none of us are perfect? But if we allow him to take the throne in our lives, then we won't our will won't be our will. And we will lay it aside for his will. Because he said, holiness without no man shall see. Holiness without no man shall see God. He called us to righteousness. He said, I'm eternal life. Eternal life is in me. And so when we lay aside our will, our philosophies, and what we think the word of God should be, then we can open our eyes. He can open our eyes to what he desires, what he has already said from the foundations of the earth. When we look at the scriptures, then he, we can pray and say, God, Give me clarity. Help me to obey your word. Help me to obey your word. And so, again, our life is a preaching tool. People watch. There's something different about you. You're not perfect. You're not supposed to be hateful or mean-spirited. You can laugh and you can, you know, and have fun. But... God still called us to be set apart We, we he, he, That's his word But we have to know what his word says We have to know what his word says So just a few more scriptures About preaching Proclaiming and declaring um, The gospel of Jesus Christ So then we have A couple of other scriptures again um, One of them Being 2 Timothy And in 2 Timothy, um, it says, Preach the word. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. Preach the word. Proclaim, declare, announce. The word about Jesus Christ, the gospel. Be ready in season and out of season. No matter that you don't feel like it, be ready to minister and also be prepared with a message that's going to help deliver somebody. Reprove, rebuke. That's what we're not doing. But the word said that preaching, part of preaching is rebuking. Is 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 calling things sin that are sin. Let the word cause sin. And so that's what we have to get back to. Not hating, not not hating, not discriminating, but calling sin what God said it is. I remember um, our apostle saying one time that the world has turned to calling good evil and evil good. And we got to get back to the fear of God. And to be able to, it's a blessing to be rebuked and to told that, this, you know, you, you have to turn your life around and live for Christ. It's a blessing. The person that ministered truth to my life, I can never repay her because I came into the knowledge of the truth of Jesus and walking in relationship with him. Am I perfect? As I said earlier, no, I'm not. None of us are. But we strive in Christ to please him, to love him with every fiber of our being. And that would mean that we lay aside everything, anybody, and anything that keeps us from that relationship. Amen. And so we have to proclaim to others so that they might know Jesus. And our life has to be um, a preaching tool. So when people see us, they know that no, we're not high minded or snooty or think we're better, but we're just redeemed. We're delivered. We don't do what we used to do. We don't say what we used to say. No one would know unless I told them that I used to curse like a sailor. I used to do all kinds of things, fornication, everything and in everything. when with my husband we, before we were married. Um drinking, everything. But God called me out and he said, and he's calling each and every one of us. He's calling us to him. He's holy. He's, he's holy. Whoever's listening, please know God is holy. That nothing, sin, no sin can't dwell in his presence. We can't live for God and live our own way the way we want to live it too, we can't. The world has changed to saying that that's what we can do, but it's not God's word. And so we have to, we have to fall in love with Jesus. I remember my pastor saying that one time, um, and it made so much sense because when you love, when you fall in love with someone, you won't, you won't cheat on them. I love my husband with everything that's in me. I won't cheat on my husband. I don't care if my husband is in my presence. If somebody walks up to me and tries anything, and, and or, I don't care because I love my husband. I've fallen in love with my husband. And that's the same in the spirit. We fall in love with Jesus. The word says that we will worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Falling in love with Jesus. When you fall in love, you don't cheat. And what I mean by that is, is spiritually, we cheat on God with the world, with our own way of wanting to live. And he said, hey, I got a better way for you. I have called you to a higher calling. I called you in the spirit, and I want to heal, deliver you, and set you free so that your life is whole and complete in me. We can't do that if we're cheating on God with the world. That's what relationship is loving with everything that's in us, not wanting to displease God, not wanting our life to be so off you know, just off and living unrepented, living a way that He did not ordain or not. Desire for us to live. I know I did it for a long time. And every time I, I, you know, anything, I just, I want to please God with my life. And I know I can't do it in my strength. I can't. I, I just, I can't. And you can't either. You need His power in your life. And that comes with relationships. All you have to do is surrender, commit to. A committed relationship with Christ, just like we commit just like I commit in relationship with my husband a committed relationship that means that I'm not going back and forth to nobody else that I love my husband and I desire my husband above anyone and, and not wanting to break my vows. we have a vow a uh, uh, we have a covenant with Christ. And we have to keep that covenant, that relationship. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you, Lord God. Mm, Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Oh, God, thank you for your word, God. Thank you, Lord God, that we must proclaim, we must minister, we must preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. We can only be delivered in Christ Jesus. We can only be set free in Christ Jesus. There is no other God. There is no other God. So, Father, we thank you and we praise you for those that are listening. We thank you, God, that all around the world, as you commanded, preaching the gospel, that many will be saved and be healed, delivered, and set free. Your power hasn't diminished We just have to surrender unto you. Father, I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences broadcast. Tune in every Thursday um, to this broadcast. You can listen to the playback. Also, um, you can grab a copy of our first Hope in Christ devotional. um, And it's actually a youth journal. Or it could be also considered a workbook, but it is my um, first book that has to do with Hope in Christ Ministries and helping you to understand who Jesus is. And so I pray that you would go on Amazon and grab a copy. You can also go to my website, um, com and you could um, also click to um, purchase it there. And so we thank you all for tuning in to Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. We pray and pray and pray that you would come and walk in relationship with the only hope there is. In Jesus' name. Thank you all for listening. Be blessed. Hope in Christ.